It's time once again for Rick's Horror Movie Review Show. That's right, Rick's Rated R Horror Movie Review Show is back. And around here, we review all things that are related to horror. Horror movies, horror stories, horror TV shows, strange noises. We love that shit around here. But there's one kind of horror story that we enjoy more than others. Not that we don't enjoy all of them. Because a good scary story is any scary story. But we love shit about the Catholic Church. Demonic possession. Strange noises coming from your attic. Is your door propping open rather slowly and creaking, but you look and there's no one there? Do you feel like someone's looking at you? But you turn around and there's no one there? Don't turn around now. Follow the rules of horror. You feel eyes peeling away at you in the back of your head. You ignore that shit. That's right. You gotta, you gotta follow the rules of horror and everything will be fine. Because if the minute you, you get in to the horror, then it's just going to chase you and uh, you'll never... Uh, you're never going to uh, escape, and uh, that's that's just the reality. You gotta follow the rules of horror. For, for example, if I may, and I know that, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you did during the devil made you wear Prada. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, when the devil was wearing Prada, you mean the devil made me do it? Ah, that's right. Oh, you're the funny guy now, huh? Well, you know, just uh, thought I threw in some funny things. I mean, the devil wear me wear made me wear prada is a funny name for for a movie maybe maybe they could combine the devil made me do it uh maybe it could be the devil made me do it i had to wear prada and that's a good horror story in your opinion well i mean i i don't know i mean it could be if, if it's, it's certainly not written by your favorite writer certainly not johnson i hope hey guys i guess we're gonna put together a movie about the devil making somebody wear Prada and they don't really like it and then there's gonna be demonic possession and then it'll be a blockbuster romantic rom-com horror story. That certainly sounds like one of Johnson's terrible ideas. I'm gonna pass on that idea, Johnson. Thank you very much. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to tonight's episode. In tonight's episode, we review The Boogeyman, 2023 version. Now, this isn't a remake, but rather a retelling or continuation of the Boogeyman story that was originally a short story by Stephen King. That's right, Stephen King can be considered uh, the king of horror, honestly. A lot of movies, and I think we already reviewed uh, Stephen King's story, we did, we did, um, yeah, we, oh lord, but did we both forget? No, I'm just messing with you. We did Pet Cemetery. Yeah, man, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Well, excuse me. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, that's right. We reviewed that one earlier, that, that one's based on Steven. We gotta burn the whole thing to the ground. Ah, the only way we can contain this demon. Now, I know, I know you want to shoot some, some demon in the eye, but we got to burn this bit down. 
that 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 sounds very very familiar like one of the scenes where for some reason that house is just on fire ah the only way we can contain this demon we gotta burn this some bitch to the ground all right all right i think you've had your fun i'm gonna throw it back to the future in there no 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 it's it's not appropriate right now all right all right anyway stephen king short story by stephen king turned into a movie again but you know what why not if it's a good story and uh, you want to tell it again i'll i'm not gonna be one of those people that are like well we like creative and artistic people now all we do is re- redo things and you know cinema is not cinema because it's just a you're just redoing things and telling the same stories over and over and i can that's that's not creative telling the same stories over and over sounds a lot like my grandmother's favorite pastime oh lordy oh, come on now she come on now she's fine she, she would love it if i told her that anyway the boogeyman the boogeyman <laughs> Let's talk about the things I liked. Well, let's talk about first and foremost, let's, let's warn the audience. And by the way, to you, the audience out there, let me say thank you for being here right now. And follow us at the old Instagrams at Rick's Horror. Leave us a comment about this review. But you haven't reviewed it yet. I thought I'd just throw it in there in case I forgot. My producer keeps telling me that I need to mention the social media stuff and that we need to be more engaged in the social media. And uh, well, that's what we're doing now. So follow us on on the social medias, on the socials, uh, the Instagrams and the, and the, the Facebooks and YouTubes and all that good stuff. The things I didn't like, or rather let's start with the things I like. The formats first. We have a short format around here. We talk about the things that I liked. Not just general things, but things I liked in this film. Then I also talk about the things I didn't like. And then we'll do a plot review and commentary, but we don't do analysis because we're not experts. And then we'll give this film a rating at the end. What do you say? Ed? Are you doing Johnny Carson right now? Well, maybe. Ed, what do you say? That's right, Johnny. Oh, no, no. No one's going to get that reference. Somebody's going to get that reference. I guarantee you. Okay. So let's get into it. The things I liked. It's a short story by Stephen King. And a good one, I thought. It's an interesting story. It's a story that preys on fear. And the darkness. And the unknown. Sign me up. I love it. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, like the, short, the short story is it's fun. And uh, I also thought this movie was fun. To, not to spoil things, but I kind of liked it. I kind of li- like it. <laughs> I kind of like the story. It's kind of good. It was fun. The acting. Lordy Lord. Oh, Lord. Are you mocking me again? No, I'm not mocking you. I would never do that. You know that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you like to mock people. I know you do. You're mocking me. You're mocking me the other day. Let's let bygones be bygones, man. All right. Well, let's continue. You want to talk about the things that I didn't like? I mean, the things that I liked. 
No, 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 you, you can do it. Maybe I can do the thing that you didn't like. All right. I like the short story. I like the acting. I like the actresses. Sadie and Sawyer's dynamic. These actresses, Vivian, Lydia, Blair, and Sophie Thatcher. My goodness, what, a, what an absolutely amazing combo. Good job. Such a fun, fun dynamic. They really made the movie the movie. So congratulations to them. A great and satisfying ending. Oh, I don't know I love. And now I'm a sucker for a good ending. Oh, give me a bad ending. I hate it. Give me a good one. Always. Well, I never want to see a bad ending. And this one had an amazing ending. Otherwise, oh, there's always an end. And although I feel like they always add something that it's not necessary, but, but it's teasing. And you know what? In this instance, we're going to forgive it. We're not even going to add it to the things I didn't like. So the ending was great. It had a very soft, heartfelt song at the end or, or melody that made it even more satisfying for me personally i really enjoyed it i love happy endings i don't want to see some sad ending i hate that shit i like the fact that the demon lord jesus christ almighty this demon let us be has been around since the beginning of time so i like that they explained to me that the demon has been around since the beginning of time good because I don't like to just, well, you know, one day I was just in my home and uh, just some, some goddamn demon was just, I don't know, under my bed for no reason. I was just like, whoa, you some kind of demon under my bed? Where'd you come from? I was just gone for, for a couple hours and I was a demon under my bed. Oh, Lord. So the demon did just materialize. There's a reason why the demon is there. And that leads us to another thing I like, the fact that the demon... Or rather, its motivation is explained. It feeds on despair. That's right. The demon is definitely interested in being around those who have suffered. As we will find out throughout the review, there, there is a lot of suffering. And then the demon manifests itself. And uh, I, I think that's a really good. I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, we, how much more do you need to know about uh, something? It feeds on despair. I agree. Anything that feeds on despair is a-okay in my book. Really? Sure, why not? I love this shit. All right. All right, let's move on to the things I didn't like. I didn't like the fucking annoying and rude bullying teenage girls. Must there be rude, bullying, annoying teenage girls? Can a girl just have normal friends? Oh my God, are you wearing a dress? Is that your mom's dress? Oh my God, that shit is ugly. Why are you wearing your mom's dress at the school? That's like some 1990s. You're so old. Don't wear that dress again. I won't be your friend. You're going to have to sit in the back of the room and don't even look at me. I'm not going to have lunch with you. You go sit over there with the weird people on the other side of the school, the dark side. Because we can't be friends. I can't be seen with you when you're wearing that dress. But the dress belonged to my mom. I don't care who the dress belonged to. It doesn't belong in this school. So I, I don't know. They're just fucking annoying, but there has to be, I guess, teenage girls who bully other teenage girls. Now, here's where it's going to sound like I'm going to contradict myself. I don't like the explanation how the emails made. <laughs> I like that they explain that the demon has been around since the beginning of time. 
But I also don't like the fact that the demon has been around since the beginning of time. It's just too convenient an explanation. Why is it around since the beginning of time? Since before the... Where, where's the despair at the beginning of time? There's nothing. Humanity didn't exist. So what's it feeding on if it feeds on despair? Stars? Uh, planets dying? Stars dying? Uh, uh, galaxies colliding it's, there's despair there I mean like what's creating despair for this thing to, to feed on so that's sort of I think they gonna done fuck up because if there's no human like I mean who feels things right do, do animals feel do animals feel mammals feel I think some of them do whales I think are capable of feeling maybe dolphins elephants definitely uh, in the animal kingdom and I'm no animal kingdom expert certainly there has to be creatures that are capable of feeling. But does a planet feel? Did the singularity at the beginning of time feel? When it expanded into the vastness of the universe that we know and love today, did it feel? Did it feel despair? Was it a was it a weird was it a weird singularity teenage the teenage singularity that didn't have any friends? Oh my god, I'm the only singularity around here. Nobody likes me. Hello, guys. Are there any singularities around here like me? I just want to be friends. Can we singularity together? Can we expand into the vastness of space and be friends? I swear. I, I swear I'll be your best friend. Just Let's just be friends. No? Oh. Fuck you, then. I don't want to be your friend anyway. <laughs> so where's the despair coming from? A colliding star with... An exploding star, a planet that didn't quite materialize because it lacked sufficient gravity to form into a planet? I don't know. Oh, man, that was that was a really, really interesting point about the beginning of time and, spare, and, and, and despair. But uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Where's the despair coming from? Anyway, that's, uh, that's it for the things I didn't like. So let's just jump right into the story. The story opens up. Story opens up with the boogeyman. And the boogeyman is seen in a room lurking in the shadows. In the shadows of a room was the boogeyman. And he was lurking, looking, waiting, stalking, and waiting for the sleeping child to feel despair and so we see this hand like thing in this rather dark room reaching towards a crib and inside the crib is a small child a baby if you will and we don't see much but we get a glimpse of this thing's hand and we see it as we find out later killing this poor baby in a very, very sad and tragic way. That's how the movie begins. And we're not told, and we'll save it for later. But then we move on to another scene where we're introduced to the main characters in this story who are the Harper family. Who is the Harper family? Sadie, Sawyer, and Will. Will's the dad and he's a therapist. And everybody in the Harper family is struggling to overcome the death of their mother and wife uh, who died unfortunately and sadly in a car crash 
So we see them, well, what we see initially is Will, who's the therapist, again, having a therapy session. And by the way, I, I also should have said, I should have mentioned this, I like this as well. They open up the scene, or they open up this scene with Will talking to a patient, and you don't really know who the main character in the story is going to be if you haven't seen the movie. So it almost seems like the main character is going to be the patient in Will's office. And by the way, his office is in his home. But it turns out that it wasn't. And it's just a small detail, but filmmaking, I love that. I love the misdirection there. Yeah, that was, I also fell for it. I thought that the story was going to follow that woman. Uh, but then, as you mentioned, then the camera does, I think, a sudden movement towards the stairs and we're introduced to the Sadie and Sawyer who are uh, on, their way, uh, on their way to school, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. So then the next thing that we see is a typical, well, what you would say, drive to school scene. And it's Sadie and it's Will and it's Sawyer and they're like hanging in the car. Miha, get in the car. You're going to be late to school. I'm coming, Dad. I'll be right there. Just one second. Sorry, Miha. Don't forget to put your seatbelt on. I already have it on, Dad. I love you. Good girl, Miha. And they drive. And they're listening to the song. They are not listening to the song. Oh, they're listening to the song. Because Will the Dad has good taste in music. And they're driving to school. And there's not much to it other than listening to the song and driving to school. And then they get to school. And you see Sadie walking off. And she's dancing to the song because she's swearing on her iPad. Oh my god, I love this song. It's so awesome. I love the romantics. It's such a great song. And like, this is the best part coming up. Oh lord, I have to stop it. I have to get into school. Oh my god, it's school now. Oh, I'm in school. And so Sadie walks towards her locker. As any normal teenager in high school would. Gotta grab your books or drop some shit off, you know? Don't forget your locker combo. 1627-84. And spin that damn lock a couple of times. And don't forget to spin it after you input your combinations. Someone might steal your Michael Jordan basketball card that's worth, you know, several hundred dollars. But that's neither here nor there. For his safety. Anyway, she's dropping some shit off, and obviously she's dealing with her family's or her mother's death and family's tragedy, and the first girl that she sees is one of her friends, supposedly. And she asks her, oh my god, Sadie, I haven't seen you in such a long time, I'm so glad you're here. And Sadie, you know, well, you know, it's been a difficult time for us, but, you know, I'm trying to get my routine back and making sure things are back to normal. And of course... All of a sudden, the mean teenage girls just show up and start being mean teenage girls to this poor girl who just lost her mother in a car crash. Why? What does it do for anybody? Can anybody have any decency? The girl's mother just died in a goddamn car crash. Feels like uh, Roderick Usher wants to say something about this. No, I, I, think, I don't think he needs to be in this episode. Are you sure? I feel like he, he really wants to come out. I don't think he's needed. All right, fine. No Roderick Usher on this episode. Anyway, she's dropped off at school and the girls are being super mean to her. And at the same time, uh, in parallel, somebody, uh, as this woman who I mentioned earlier, actually, I, miss, I confused these things. So the scene where the woman is walking out is not directly before this, but happens almost at the same time as this. A woman is walking out of Will's office and Will sees the shadow of a man. Or a creature, we don't know, peeking 
at the outside of his window. Outside his window, not at the outside. Outside his window. And he brings this man in. It turns out that this man is uh, Lester Billings. And Lester Billings comes into his office and they begin to have a therapy, uh, therapy session. Don't forget, don't forget your, uh, your exercises. Oh, now, brown cow. Thank you. So he brings him in. Will brings this man in, Lester, into his office uh, and, you know, begins to provide therapeutic services to him and puts out a recorder and its little notepad and, you know, asks him basic questions like, okay, Mr. Lester, uh, I'm going to need your name and uh, your address and uh, uh, identifying information, you know, and make sure that you write it all in pen because pencil can be erased and that's no good. I have professional standards to keep here and the board is always on my case. So make sure you do everything by the book. Okay, Mr. Lester? And then Lester, of course, complies and uh, starts having a session. He starts having a session, but Lester starts to explain that his three children recently died. And he looks unhinged at this point. Lester does. Well, thanks for letting me in. <laughs> I can never believe I can't believe this. <laughs> but all three of my children died. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, Will. <laughs> you're thinking it was me, didn't you? <laughs> but I assure you, it's not. It's not me. It wasn't me. The first one died of Sid. <laughs> And then the other two died soon after. Within a year. But I swear to you, it wasn't me. It's that thing. It's that thing. Like in my notebook. It looks like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. <laughs> it wasn't me. I swear I didn't kill them. And Lester's just off. He's just off. It's not there. You imagine somebody dealing with that kind of tragedy. And Will becomes shaken. Concerned. For his own safety at this point. Because, you know, Lester, you know, at this point, you can only imagine that Will thinks that Lester is, uh, you know, definitely capable of murdering his children. Considering he just walks in out of, out of the street and, and confesses to potentially, well, not confesses to murder, but... Tells the story of three kids dying, you know, especially in such tragic circumstances. You know, one dies of SIDS and then the other two within a year. Then, you know, definitely Will is more than concerned. So he excuses himself. Hey, Mr. Lester. Hey, can you give me one minuto? I gotta be right back. I gotta use the restroom, all right? Yeah, I'm just gonna go downstairs for a second, okay? I'll be right back. You stay right there and don't touch anything, okay? I got cameras everywhere. The last time there was some lady in here and she tried to take my pants and I caught her. Okay? So don't try to take anything, Mr. Lester, because, hey, I got cameras. They're everywhere. So he heads downstairs under the pretense of going to call the police, but he actually... Oh, <laughs> ah, he just, yeah, just describe what he's gonna do. You messed up. I did. Under the pretense of going to the restroom, he goes downstairs to his kitchen and calls the police. Hello? 911? How can I help you? 
oh hey 911 hey this is a will and uh you know there's this uh there's this man in my office lester and he's kind of he's kind of disturbed he just come into my office saying that all three of his kids had died and you know what he's it's kind of creeping me out a little bit. I'm a therapist and I deal with this stuff all the time. But let me tell you, this Will guy, uh, he's off. You know, you, uh, you guys got to come. You got you to send somebody. And while all this is happening, Sadie, again, wearing her iPods, you know, she had so much. She was dealing with nonsense from the teenage girls at school that she just, somebody spilled something on her dress uh, you know, one of these mean teenage girls and she's now a mess and she decides, you know what, screw this. You know, and I don't want to deal with these weak. I don't want to deal with these idiots. Okay, I don't want to deal with the nonsense that they bring all the time. I'm, I'm mourning and I don't want to deal with them and I'm going to get out of here for a second. I need to get my life back into shape and I try to do this right now, but you know what, I don't want to deal with them. So she leaves. And she walks into her home and she's listening to the music, of course, got her iPods on. And all of a sudden, she's throwing the wall while she's listening to her music. She's putting her dress in the washing machine. And she's dancing along. I the secret that you keep. And she closes the door. Ah, but suddenly, she hears something. Huh? What was that? What was that noise? I have amazing hearing because I'm a teenage girl. What was that noise? She gets up and she follows this noise and uh, disturbance. And she notices this paint spill in her mother's studio. And so she enters it. And she follows the spill and continues walking around. And it's a very suspicious environment. And she's looking around, looking for things. And then she continues deeper and deeper into what I think is a closet in this room. And it's dark. And suspenseful. And you think she's gonna find the boogeyman there? But she doesn't. There's a bit of a jump scare when her when her father Will goes into the closet himself looking for Mr. Lester Billings. But he finds Sadie in there. And just when they're about to head out of the room. Unfortunately. Hi! Cabron! Oh, and Sadie ah, starts screaming. They close the door, and unfortunately, Lester's Billings, Lester Billings, had hung himself, and he was just hanging out at the back of the door, and unfortunately, he died. But Sadie got a glimpse of him, and you know, more disturbance or more disturbing images. She just lost her mother, and now she just saw a hanging dead body. So you know, that's. This girl's just going through such an amazing character. Just going through so many terrible things, but that's what happened. Yeah, you know that was kind of a uh, that was kind of a sad thing for her because that was sort of a you know a a very important place for her mother and a very important place for Sadie because you didn't mention earlier in the movie she actually went in to pick out one of her mother's dresses. And I believe it was in that same closet or that same location. Yeah, I think you're right. So definitely this place held special place in Sadie's heart. She misses her mother and now she sees a man hanging, hung to death, hanging out uh, inside that same closet. But don't forget. She, 
We're still in the house. And creepy shit is still happening. And remember what I said earlier that um, it's explained to us. Oh, and by the way, I have to stop and explain something. So that opening scene was actually one of Lester Billings' kid. So his kid didn't die from SIDS. His kid was killed by this demon. Lord Jesus, save us from this demon who's been around since the beginning of time. Help us. Help us, Jesus. And it's killed. Well, he kills that baby. And we didn't know whose baby it was, but we can assume that it was Lester's kid. And so he thought his kid died of SIDS, but it turns out that his kid didn't die of SIDS. And again, something tragic is happening in his home already. This kid must have felt neglected, right? Because this, uh, uh, this thing feeds on this bit. Yeah, I... I don't think that it's explained very well what sort of tragedy may have caused that child to feel maybe unwanted. But there are some parallels between this and a theory that you had about the exorcist be believer. When these things latch on to those who feel like they are unwanted. Yeah, very similar actually. Uh, it wasn't really articulated in the exorcist believer, but I thought that that was the reason why they were so easily possessed. Because... Because the girls weren't wanted. So in this instance, it's definitely feeding on despair. It's definitely feeling, feeding on those who have, you know, uh, who have holes in their hearts, for the lack of better terms. What do you think? Yeah, that, it's such a sad thing because that, that baby was so small. Like, how can that baby already feel despair? Eh, I, I mean, that, that's just, I didn't like that part. That's just, that's just too sad. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like sad shit either like that either. But I think that's, you know, emotionally uh, something was wrong with that baby. And eventually the two other kids also died in the same fashion. By the, I can only assume by this demon. Anyway, so this demon now is haunting, unfortunately, because Lester Billings showed up to this house. And I think he carried this creature. He, he, he was feeding off of Lester's despair once his children were gone. And now, this demon has been left inside Will, Sadie's, and Sawyer's house. And so now the Harper family has to deal with this creature. And the first instance that we get inside this house is when Sawyer is in her room. And Sawyer carries this night light that looks like a moon, and it lights up, and it's a beautiful little rock. And she rolls it around whenever she feels scared. And so we're in Sawyer's rooms now, in the next scene. And she's peeking everywhere and she's looking at her closet and then she very slowly rolls her light. She rolls her light under her bed. And once the light stops, we get a chilling, a chilling first look. At the face of this Captain demon, Jesus! And it's creepy looking. We don't get a face, we only get a face, we don't get a glimpse of the body. Yeah, best. I don't know how to describe it. I, I did like the, uh, the artistic interpretation of the face of this demon. Uh, I am with you as far as it physically, animatonically looking like the Demogorgon, but I thought the face was well done. Well, I thought the face was definitely well done, um, but uh, yeah, the Demogorgon Bobby. Bob, Bobby. Bob. Hey, Bobby. Hail. I was high, Ricky Bobby. That's first. That's second. 
Hail anywhere in the top ten is all right. Oh, Lord, is that another Moby reference? That's right. I hope you get it. Anyway, after all this is happening, uh, obviously Sadie under a tremendous amount of stress. Now she tries to... Now, now, now we start to see why this demon starts to latch on to this family, right? Sadie Sawyer's dealing with, with the guilt, or not the guilt, but the emotional disturbances of her mother is dying. But you know, obviously she's still young, and she's such a quirky and fun character that um, I think that's why that demon keeps, uh, was sort of kept at arm's length, because he, she's not quite there yet emotionally. Uh, but anyway, but it certainly seems like Sadie, especially after the event of finding Will, um, I'm sorry, Lester's body hung, uh, is really now starting to become, you know, definitely emotionally disturbed to a degree where this creature is going to start feeding on her. And Sadie tries to connect with her dad, but also that dad is also emotionally unavailable. You can imagine he just lost his wife in a tragic car accident and he has to deal with other people's problems. Yeah, you know, that was a uh, that was a really well done scene where it's interesting because that dad himself is a therapist and he could be having sessions with his daughter. Now, I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of, uh, I guess, protocol for not having a session with the daughter. But certainly he could be of some emotional help to his daughter, not necessarily as a therapist, but just as a father. Yeah, but he just isn't. Sadie tries to talk to him. And it's like, Dad, I really want to talk to you about some of the stuff that's been happening. And, and you know, you're obviously a therapist, but but I want to talk to you as a daughter, 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 father situation. Can we talk about that kind of stuff? These girls at school have been extremely mean for no apparent reason. And you know what? I, I really can't stand it. I can't stand them girls like that. I'm on my way to becoming a scientist. I love the stars. I love space. I love everything and everything that has to do with mathematics, and I'm tired of dealing with these dumb teenage girls who are just interested in, in the local boy band, and the hot boy band, and wolves, and vampire. Miha, that's all fine and dandy, but listen, I, I, I don't want to talk to you about teen vampires and, and teen werewolves, you know, you know, what the vampire does, and maybe you should talk to your th- you got a therapist session tomorrow, no? Talk to her. But dad, I'm talking to you. You're, you're a therapist, but also, more importantly, you're my father. I want to talk to you. You should be emotionally available to me. What's the matter with you? Is this, I mean, I understand you're dealing with tragedy yourself, but please, father, have some, have some decency. I am a child. I have feelings, and I'd like to share them with you. Sorry, Miha, not here right now. Leave a message. And so she just, he, he, the father will just dismiss this girl. And just walks away. And I get it, right? I mean, he's also, as we just described, emotionally unavailable. And now he has to deal with two teenage girls. Well, not two teenage girls. But, you know, he has to deal with Sadie and he has to deal with Sawyer. Which, by the way, they're, they're like amazing girls. And, you know, so this guy has like a super easy job to begin with, right? Yeah, I don't know necessarily think that they were like a handful at all. I mean, I think it's just maybe being a little too emotionally unavailable. But hey, we all process our emotions differently. Yeah, yeah, you're giving this guy a lot of slack. Well, you know, everybody's different. Fine. Anyway. This is when we find out that the uh, emotionally troubled children are prone to being attacked. Are you an emotionally troubled child? 
Are you having nightmares or night terrors? Then you might be susceptible to being taken by the boogeyman. Don't be troubled and don't be sad. Public servants announcement. So the creature continues to terrorize Thor. And this is another instance where she's show this creature's showing up, right? The boogeyman. The boogeyman shows up to Stoya's room. And she's doing the exact same thing. And she's using her little nightlight and she's trying to ward it off. But now she's really having a hard time, right? Like now she's really perturbed and disturbed by what's going on. But this thing keeps haunting her. And it gets to a point where now she can't even feel safe in her room. There was another scene where she brought her father in to check the closet. And he checked the closet, but they, you know, this thing never shows up when, when there's an adult, at least at the beginning of the movie. And as this is happening, while Sawyer is dealing with this demon. Oh my, demon! Fuck you, demon! What, are, what do you think I am? Just gonna take me alive? Nah! You're fucking with the wrong girl, demon! Look at my little light bulb right here. You're gonna get fucked up if you don't get the fuck out of here. Isn't she like a little 10 year old girl? Is she really talking to the demon like that? Oh. Sawyer is. Uh, she's a. Uh, she's something else. I mean, if this movie was PG 13, but man, if this movie was rated R, I can definitely see Sawyer being that kind of character. But anyway, she continues. Fuck you, demon. Who do you think I am? You're gonna come here and take me away? Hell no, I got my little light bulb right here. You funk with the wrong Sawyer, baby. Well, she's smart. It's like, fuck you. I'm going to roll my little light bulb. I'm going to roll my little light bulb towards you. And it's going to fuck you up because you hate the light. Even though it hasn't been explained in the movie, I know you. I'm way too fucking smart for you. Fuck you, demon. I'm going to roll my little light bulb. And she rolls the little light bulb. And she runs out of her room and she makes it to Sawyer's room where Sawyer is watching a YouTube's. Do you know the YouTube's? Of course I know the YouTubes. Where Sawyer is watching a YouTube video on how to contact spirits by using a lighter. And that's a technique. And so if the spirit bends a flame as it's lit in a lighter to the left. To the left, to the left. Everything you want in a box to the left. Oh Lord, yeah. Oh Lord, oh Lord. I'm not gonna say nothing. So if the spirit bends a flame to the left and it's telling you that it's there and it's available for you and she's trying to contact her mother and Sawyer runs in and all this shit in the middle of this shit and she starts telling her sister Sadie oh my fucking god this this goddamn demon he just won't leave me the fuck alone and I rolled my little ball towards him but that little fucker won't leave me alone I'm sick and tired of this shit and what's that I fuck, he's not doing shit being emotional available to us fuck him we gotta do something about this And also, Sadie notices that Sawyer is bleeding. Oh my god, Sadie, what, what happened to your mouth? You're bleeding. Are you alright? Did the demon did the demon bite you or something? No, the fucking demon didn't bite me. Oh, I have a, I have, I have a toothache. Ow. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, it's fucking hot. Oh, shit. Shit, fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck. Ow. Sawyer, you should really watch your mouth. You're a very rude little girl. Yeah, fuck you, Sadie. Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that to me. I'm your older sister. Have some respect. Have some respect, Sawyer. Yeah, fine. And teenagers are so boring anyway. You bore me. Teenagers bore me. I love video games. And so Sawyer sees that Sadie's bleeding, and that's because she's got the old bum tooth. 
and using a technique that was taught to her by her mother, she ties a thread. A thread? Yeah, I believe that is the right word, a thread. To the tooth, and one end of the thread is tied to the tooth. I think it's a molar, I don't recall. And the other end is tied to a doorknob, and they are discussing that at the count of, at the count of, at the count of three, so yeah, at the count of three, I'm just going to close this door and, it, you know, and, and this technique that my mom told us, it's just going to pull your tooth out and, and you'll just be completely fine. Okay. So at the count of three. Ah! Ow! What the fuck? Sadie? You said it three. Oh. Ah, uh, it wasn't me. What the fuck just happened? It wasn't me. And she's right. It wasn't her. This goddamn demon was lurking outside the door and watching this entire thing happen. We can only presume we didn't see him watching, but he was behind that door, lurking, waiting, listening, hoping for despair. But that was such a sweet interaction between an older sister and a younger sister that there was zero despair there. But he couldn't come in. But he does take the tooth because that was a sense of pain. Sawyer's pain and toothache is taken. He takes this thing and swallows it. Oh, nasty. The demon takes the tooth and swallows it. Ah, uh, yeah, I, 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 that was really interesting. I, I didn't quite get why that. Well, doesn't it feed on despair? Well, I mean, now literally feeding on despair because the tooth is causing pain? I mean, that's a little too literal, don't you think? I didn't write this movie. But if I did, I think it would make sense if it's causing despair. If it feeds on despair, then feed it despair. If the tooth is causing despair, it's your tooth causing you despair. Call your lucky boogeyman. He feeds on that shit. And he ate it because he feeds on despair. <laughs> Maybe it's a joke. I don't know. It's funny. Anyway, the next day they finally see the therapist and it's Sawyer and Sadie in a group session with a therapist whose name escapes me. I apologize. Uh, and they're in there and, um, you know, they're talking about, well, obviously the issues that they've been having, dealing with the mother's tragic loss, uh, Sadie being, uh, I mean, you know, haunted by the teenage girls and Sawyer being haunted by this demon or haunted. Is it haunted or haunted at this point? Uh, I think it's probably haunted. I don't know that he's haunting. Well, maybe it's both. Maybe he's hunting and haunting. If there was a movie called The Hunting and the Haunting, would you watch that? I think I would watch that, yeah. The Hunting and the Haunting. Anyway, in the midst of this pointless segue to the scene with the therapist, I realized that the doctor's name is Dr. Weller. Hi, girls, come on in. My name is Dr. Weller. And I just want you girls to just chillax and just hang out, all right? Everything's going to be all right. So you just girls sit here, and we're going to talk about the problems that y'all been having. And I know that your mom died. I know that's pretty tragic. I totally get that. But you know what, girls, right now, it's just us and this little light box. This little light box is going to flicker on and off. And then, Sawyer... You're going to be able to deal with your demons and you're going to be fine, girl. You're going to be fine. 
Don't you worry. We're going to fix you. You're going to be good. I learned all this. It works. You got to face your demons. Once you face your demons, you're good. And it's exercising. You got it. I don't need for the Pope's exorcism. Y'all need for no Catholic church. You don't need for nothing. You just get exercised and you're good. And this little light box right here is going to do the job. So what's going to happen? The little light box is going to turn on and off. And this little light box is going to turn on and off. And then you're going to see your demon. And you're not going to see your demon. You're going to see it. And you're not going to see it. But at the end of it, y'all be fine. Are we good? Everybody get everybody get the exercise? Ah, this sounds like a crazy fucking idea, Doc. Are you sure this is gonna work? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm seeing some fucking demon in the dark. I, I don't know, Doctor. I mean, really? You really think Shady Sawyer should face her tears right now in, in, in such a tragic situation? I don't know. This is a good idea. I mean, she's having nightmares. Is this really such a professional thing to be doing? This little light box? We're gonna close the curtains and it's gonna be super dark. Alright. So they bring this light box to the center of the room, and in fact, it tar starts turning on and off. And when the light is off, Sadie, and so it will not say to yet, Sawyer sees this goddamn creature. And it's haunting her. Haunting. And haunting. And haunting. And she keeps seeing this shit. And somehow, this is supposed to be helpful to Sawyer. The Sawyer is way too smart. It's like, oh, what the fuck you guys are thinking? This shit is not helpful at all. All you're doing is showing me this fucking demon. I don't know. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this and I'm done with this therapy session. I need a little... You know, the only thing that really helps is my little moonlight. So fuck all of this. And so the scene is over and they move on. But now Sadie begins to suspect, as we know now, that this creature, this damned creature, is related to Lester somehow. That Lester might have brought it in. And so she's in her dad's office and she's researching things. Oh my god, what's notice this? This is a notebook. But the pages are missed out. I'm gonna be like a little detective. Thor the Explorer. Hola! Is this your notebook? Is it missing pages? Ah, let's grab a pencil and trace over the last page and see what it reveals. Agarra el lapis. Grab your pencil. And doing her best story the explorer. Oh my god, she's gonna trace this over. Holy shit. Holy macaroni. That's the demogorgon. This thing looks just like a demogorgon. Oh my goodness, Sawyer is right. Oh, I should have never doubted her. She's so much smarter than I am. I'm pretty smart, but she's just so much smarter. She's the smartest member of the family. My little Sawyer. I love her. Sawyer, if you can hear me, I love you. And so she traces Lester's, well, not Lester's. I don't know if it was Lester's or her dad's notebook. I think it was Lester's notebook because the pages were missing. So she traces Lester's notebook and realizes what the, that this journal gives a depiction, depiction of the boogeyman. Interestingly enough, and this just in, Sadie has also found Lester will, will, uh, Lester's address. And so she finds the address, and of course, well, the next scene is not necessarily that, but uh, the boogeyman now continues to haunt Sadie now. Well, not continues, but now this is, I think, the very first time that Sadie's seeing it, right? Yeah, I think that this is now the first instance of the this creature, the 
boogeyman being uh, uh, revealing himself to Sadie. Well, actually, it's not the first time he saw she saw him in the closet, but he is definitely hunting her now. Oh, he said hunting. That's right. I think he's hunting now. I think before he was hunting because he was just sort of doing like a peekaboo game, like peekaboo. I see you. Dude, that was creepy. I know, right? I should do it again. Peekaboo. I see you. What do you think? Is that, is that good or what? Yeah, dude, your voices are really improving. I'm really proud of you. Oh, no, wow. That's a, well, I appreciate that. That's, a, that's an amazing compliment. I have a guest here who else wants to compliment you. Good fucking job on the voices. You're doing a great fucking job. Congratulations to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Roderick Usher. Oh, Lord, you had to. I know it. You just can't get enough of that guy. Sorry. Anyway, there's a scene of uh, Sadie now back in high school and she's got her iPads on. And now she's in a restroom stall and she's looking at the Demogorgon thing, but listening to her music. She is not, she is not listening to this song. You are misrepresenting the truth. The truth is subjective. The truth is not subjective. Oh, Lord. And she's in a stall and then all of a sudden her friend comes in. Sadie, are you in here? Sadie, are you in here? Are you in here, Sadie? Sadie, are you in here? Sadie, are you in here? Are you just here, Sadie? You've been struck by, you've been hit by a smooth boogeyman. Oh, Lord, you're just, you're, you're, you're really out of it now. Well, what do you want me to do? Sadie, are you okay? Are you okay, Sadie? And a friend is looking out for Sadie, and the only friend that she has, thankfully. And uh, Sadie conf convinces her to drive her to Lester's house. She doesn't know what she's doing, but she, in fact, does it. So she visits the Billings home. Whereas we find out that there's still a resident, and it's not who you think. Join us next time on Rick. No, I'm kidding. And she's at the home. And she walks in and discovers Rita. Rita? Or Rita. Can you say Rita? Ah, oh, of course I can say Rita. Oh, you gotta really know how to roll that R. I told you, I took a lot of Spanish. Yeah, you have to believe it. Anyway. She's obviously now bonkers, unhinged. Children have died. Husband has died. And it's just her. And she tells uh, Sawyer, Sadie, the story of the boogeyman. Uh, come on in. Uh, come on in. Sit down. Sit down for a second, hon. Hold on. Let me light up here. Oh, yeah, all right, <laughs> oh, it feels much better. All right, hon, so let me tell you a little story. Uh, the story is uh, the story of the beginning of time, and this creature's name is the Boogeyman. I'm sorry, I didn't make up the name. That's just how it's been passed down from 
generations to generations, from the singularity to the first creatures that were born on planet Earth to the first bipedal locomotion capable of pre-humans to what we are today. I just called it the bogeyman. And it feeds on despair. And it can mimic voices. And so don't be afraid. And if you hear somebody... Hold on just a second. Oh, that's good. You want, you want smoke? You want smoke? How old are you? All right. I don't want to smoke. smoke. Smoking causes cancer. I don't want that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, but no. My health is very important to me. Well, that's such yourself, honey. Anyway, where was I? All oh, right, the boogeyman. So the singularity, the first humans, the pre-humans, the second humans, and all that good stuff. Listen, I'm no science major. I don't know anthropological stuff. Okay, you got the astropolificus, homo erectus, and you know, all that other stuff. All right, hold on a second. You, you sure you don't want one? Oh, I won't tell your dad. Oh, Lord, that's good stuff. That's the only thing I have left now that Lester and the girls are gone. Anyway, the only way that you can feed this son of a bitch off, or rather, the only way that you can ward off, you feed it with fear, so don't be afraid, hon. Hold on just a sec. Don't be afraid of the cigarette, hon. I'm, I'm not afraid of the cigarette. I'm afraid of the cancer. Okay, the cigarette... It, it's fine. I, I'm not afraid of the physical manifestation. It's the cancer that scares me. And that doesn't happen immediately. That happens later on. You should know this by now. How old are you, ma'am? Ah, uh, you know, the doctors and their science stuff. Uh, what do they know? Anyway. What was I saying? All oh, right. Uh, so it can mimic voices. And it feeds off your fear. And the only thing that really scares this off, I think, is the shotgun, which I got right here. My grandpappy shotgun. We call it Old Orange. You can see why. Double gauge, double barrel shot. Eight, 18 gauge, double barrel shotgun. That bad boy will take that son of a bitch down. I know it. Hold on. But also fire. That's why I got all these candles lit everywhere. You know, fire is the only thing that man has always had to ward off evil things. Since the beginning of time, it was fire. Right, but fire wasn't discovered until, like, I mean, I mean, it wasn't immediately available to humans, so what happened to the humans that were pre-humans that didn't have fire available to them? Well, now you're just going off on some crazy tangent. I don't know, you're talking to science stuff, all right? Just, just follow along my story. You gotta follow along, okay? It's the fire that keeps this thing away, or light. That's why I got all these little candles here. Look at that one. You see that one there? Yeah, that's, uh, that's apple cinnamon. And that, what's that one over there? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how you can tell. It just smells like cigarette in here. Ah, uh, whatever. I think that one's vanilla. But anyway, the point is, is the light wards off the the the, the sting that the boogeyman. All right. Oh, oh, son, speak of the devil. Son of a bitch, he's here. Hold on, hold on. Let me grab old orange over here. I got you now, you son of a, you son of a bitch. Take this. 
and she shoots at the boogeyman, but unfortunately... Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Really? Well, she didn't get him. She missed. So he escapes. And, uh, yeah, he almost also gets bladed to death. But, uh, you know, the thing is obviously the only thing, the, the only way, uh, only way. Now, I know you want to shoot some, some boogeyman in the face or the eye, but the only way, and I told you this before, the only way you're going to take this my bitch is you got to burn that son of a bitch to the ground. I know what you're thinking. You already, you already want to burn things down all the time. But let me tell you, last time, it was the only way you could contain that demon. This time around, that's the only way you can bring this son bit down with the fire. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're, you're just, you're out there. Well, it's the truth, right? The only way that you can bring this thing down is with fire. Okay, so we move on. So Sadie now knows how to potentially defeat this demon. Only way you can bring the demon down is by burning down the some bitch to the ground. Ain't shooting gonna do nothing. You gotta burn that some bitch down. All right, all right, we got it. We gotta burn that son of a bitch down. We got it. Right. So Sadie goes back home. And she sees her grieving father trying to move on with his life finally, you know. Obviously, he's a therapist. He sees a therapist. He knows uh, techniques. And one of the techniques is, uh, I think, by getting rid of all the uh, stuff, uh, you know, all his uh, wife's former stuff. But obviously, Sadie doesn't like that. Dad, what are you doing? Why are you taking those boxes? Hey, Mija, watch your language. Don't talk to your father that way. All right. Are you the one who taught little Sawyer those words? Because I've been hearing that girl and she's been cursing excessively. Okay, so you watch your potty mouth. I'm sorry, Dad. Hey, I apologize. It's my mistake, I really. I know that you shouldn't be using those words, especially not in front of you, sir. I apologize. Copy. Okay, Mija, I forgive you. Anyway, I'm going to dump these boxes because, you know, this is your mom's stuff and she doesn't need it anymore. And, you know, it's just the best way to, to move forward. Dad, but you didn't even ask me. Maybe there's something in there that I want or that I like. Okay, Mija, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to let you choose the things that you want to keep and the things that you don't. Just write on the keep. K-E-E-P. Keep. All right, Dad, all right, keep. You don't have to spell it for me. Okay. <laughs> Dad, I learned that word like in kindergarten. Okay. K-E-E-P. Keep. Okay, Mija. All right. I get it. You're smart. You're the smart one. No, that's Sawyer. Sawyer's the smart one. Well, I'm very smart myself, but, you know, Sawyer's the real smart one. Okay, mijo, I'm just gonna go. You just write the word keep. K-E-P-P. What? I'm joking, mijo. K-E-E-P. Dad, don't joke like that. You know, I hate ignorance. Okay, mijo, I, I move on, I move on. Anyway, she goes through her mother's stuff, and in there she finds two very important things. A joint and a lighter. Some of her mother's actual drugs. Actual drugs. And now we have a scene later on where uh, Sadie, I'm sorry, Sawyer and her dad are uh, 
you know, discussing how Sadie deserves the night off because of all the stuff that she's been dealing with. And uh, Will agrees to let Sawyer play the play status PlayStation. Sawyer, I mean, I'm going to let you play on the PlayStation all night. It's got to leave Sadie alone. Let her have her girls night with her friend. Okay, it's very important to her. Okay, Dad. That's, can I still curse? Mija, what have I told you about the cursing? Sorry, Dad. I love you. I love you too, Mija. So he leaves and Sadie agrees. Sawyer agrees to leave. I'm <laughs> confusing the girls' names. They're, so, they're very, a little similar to me. They're both with the S's. I mean, they're not really that similar. I mean, they both start with an S and an A. Sadie and Sawyer. Sawyer. Anyway, the girls' night's happening. And the doorbell rings. Ding dong! And it's her friends. And the girls' night is about to happen. And they're all in there. And they all, everybody's chilling. And then eventually the teenage girls do what teenage girls do. They're on their phone the entire time. In, in Sadie's room. And somebody asks, Do you have anything to drink? You mean like water? I have water. Do you want water? No, I don't mean anything like water. I mean like actually, does he, you know, I'm sorry, girls, but you know, my, my, dad, my father, he's such a great role model. He doesn't even drink. He hardly drinks. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that man drink a drink. He's like, oh my goodness. I could see why my mom loved that man. He's just perfect. But my mom, on the other hand, well, she had actual drugs. I have it right here. It's a little joint. I've never tried this. Who wants to go? And she, she pulls out her mom's joint and her mom's joint lighter. And they start smoking a little bit. Who oh, nigga did? <laughs> this is awesome, girls. <laughs> Amazing. But while this is happening, Sawyer is downstairs playing on the play status. PlayStation. And this fucking boogeyman starts haunting her and she's playing in the dark. And she's playing her game. And starts haunting and haunting. Starts throwing shit around and it, you know, and Sawyer. Sawyer doesn't have access to her little light ball right now. And this fucking demon captures her. The PlayStation went from really bright blue colors to this really sort of dimly red red. And that diminished the amount of light that was uh, proliferating through the entire room. And unfortunately he got her and uh, he threw her against the PlayStation. I I'm sorry, against the TV. And then the TV obviously broke. And there was even less light shining onto the surrounding room. That's right. And unfortunately, Sawyer winds up being hospitalized. At the same time that this is happening, you know who contacts uh, Sadie? Arita. That's right. Rita. Arita. Good, man. Good. I like it. Gracias. <laughs> you always want to throw a bonus in there. See. Si. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just showing off now. Uh, un poquito. Un poquito. Look at you. You're impressive. You really are. Muchas gracias, amigo. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Ah, do I get the applause now? Yeah, you do. Take a bow. Ah, all right. All right, that's enough. 
Uh, anyway, Rita, R Rita, contact Sadie. Uh, Sadie, is that you? You gotta come to my house. I, I figured out a way to stop this son of a bitch. It involves old Orange again, but I have a better plan. I wanna just get over here and uh, get over here, and uh, you know we'll deal with this some bitch, me and you, just like me, just like the old days. What do you mean the old days? I only met you once. What are you talking about? Ma'am, I, I really do think that you, you should probably see a therapist. I've seen a therapist, and, you know, I guess it sort of helps. But at the very least, you should try. Your mental health is very important, and, you know, you're, you're starting to worry me. You've, you've suffered a tremendous amount of loss. And it's very evident that this demon is still haunting you because of that loss. It feeds on despair. You mentioned that. You told me that. Ah, uh, right, right, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that just that I was high on, I was high on nicotine. Why didn't you just come over here now? Well... Well, let's just talk about it, huh? Girl to girl, what do you say? Come on, Sadie. For all time's sake. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll head over there in just a second. I'll be over there shortly. And she does, in fact, go. She goes over to Rita's house. And fortunately, Rita attacks Sadie. Because her plan was to use her as bait. Unfortunately, that's right. Her plan was to use her as bait. She traps her and she ties her up and the light starts to go off. More candles. And now the boogeyman. And by the way, she's rigged this with explosives. I forgot. Yeah, you forgot to say that the whole place is now rigged with explosives. So it wasn't the shotgun thing. It was a, an explosive situation. Nice pun. No pun intended. Okay. And the entire thing is rigged with uh, explosives and, uh, you know, he's using, she's using uh, Rita. Rita is using Sadie as a bait and the boogeyman shows up. Uh, all right. No, no. He's over there, man. Mr. Boogeyman. Mr. Boogeyman. Hey. No, 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 no. I, I got a lighter. I got, I got like, you can't come after me. As long as I'm smoking this bad boy, I'm fine. I'm safe. But Rita, uh, but my friend over there, she's just in the dark. Go, go get her. And she's sad. She's sad because she doesn't smoke. She'll never know the joys. And the boogeyman goes after Sadie. But as he goes after Sadie, he gets hit with the explosives left and right. Explosive, explosive. And it's plain possum. Uh, well, I tell you, Sadie. Oh, Rita still had one up her sleeve, didn't she? Well, let me hold on. Let me light up a new one in celebration. Oh, you sure you want one, ma'am? I already told you I don't. I, I don't. I don't play that game. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, I, I. I. You really scare me with the amount of cigarettes that you're smoking. You should probably get your throat checked out. You throw it in your lungs. Uh, you, sh you should really consider seeing a doctor. Both for your mental and physical health. You're really concerning me, Rita. I mean, Rita. Oh, yeah, you speak Spanish too. See, si, un poquito. Anyway. It's playing possum. The boogeyman is. And it gets up. 
Nanti pagi mian ini. And Rita like I'll shoot you. Son of a bitch, hold on just a second. Fang, fang. Get back here, you bastard. I ain't done with you just yet. And in the midst of this chaos, Sadie thankfully escapes. Thank God. And now she realizes that uh, her family is finally home from the hospital. And she finds Sawyer. And Sawyer's hiding. Because this creature has taken Will. Will has not been able to... Well, still continues to suffer from despair. His wife died in a tragic car accident. And you can understand he's dealing with now raising his teenage girls or his teenage girl and his daughter. Again, the... Not, like, I know what you're saying. They're like amazing girls and they're not that difficult and they're smart. Yeah, I, I was like, I want to cut this guy some slack because his wife died. But, you know, these girls are so easy and uh, amazing. And it's just, uh, they made the movie amazing, by the way. Uh, anyway, he's dealing with his despair. Now he's taken to the basement because you can't deal with it. And, uh, well, this creature, this creature of the night is feeding off of Will. And Sawyer shows up with this Christmas light wrapping mechanism because she's so fucking smart. All right, you little fucking demon. Guess who's back, bitch? It's me, Sawyer. Miha, what have I told you about the cursing? But dad, it's just a demon. All right, Miha, just this one time. Thanks, dad. I love you. Okay, Miha, I love you too. Hey, demon, fuck you. <laughs> that says it's okay. Ha, fuck you. And he shows up with this little Christmas light thing. And now she's illuminating the entire thing and being hilarious and funny and brave all at the same time. And they rescue the dad for a second. And fortunately, this creature begins to chase Sawyer and Sadie. And it gets to a point where Sadie's lights or Sawyer's lights are disconnected. Ah, oh, my lights. Oh, fuck this shit. I'm in the dark now. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Miha. You said it was okay, Dad. Oh, Miha. I mean, just a couple times. You overuse it, Miha. Sorry, Dad. I love you. I love you too, Miha. And now it starts to consume Sadie. And now Sawyer's in the dark, and you can see that, or rather, Sawyer gets chased first, and then it starts to consume Sadie. I apologize. And it starts to suck out the soul. And just when all home seems all hope seems lost, Will finally picks up his wife's lighter and says to this creature, Hey, cabron! You fuck with my girls, you're fucking with your own life! And turns on the lawyer, the, <laughs> turns on the lighter, and this dimly lit lighter, and now saves his hijas. Miha, come over here. Fuck this thing. Oh, that's right, Dad. Fuck that guy. Ha ha ha. You said it. That's right, Miha. Now we're going to say it together. Yeah, I love you, Dad. But unfortunately, the lighter is running out of gas or lighter fluid. And it starts to seem like all hope is lost again. And they're trying to turn it on. And they're trying to turn it on. But it just won't work. 
and the creature draws near and near and near and they cannot they cannot get the lighter to turn on but suddenly another hero rises from the great beyond it's Sadie and Sawyer's mother and she's turned on the lighter and she's bending that light to the left to the left everything you own is in a box to the left oh lord and she's rescuing her daughters and her husband and Sadie grabs this can of spray paint or something and starts to create a giant flame with the lighter on the spray paint because it's flammable hey demon fuck you that's right Meha you tell him and the demon is being warded off and it's cornered and it's like almost getting caught on fire that's right the only way you can stop this some bitches by setting some bitch on fire you gotta burn that some bit to the ground Ah, the only way you can contain him. And they're following this guy's advice. And, ah, uh, shit. The lighter. Or rather, the thing runs out. She runs out of flame. The liquid on there, or rather the, uh, the... The liquid inside i'm sorry the compressed oh my goodness what's what's inside this spray paint thing it's, it's pressurized and it's and it's flammable the, the flammable gas uh, coming out of this bottle <laughs> runs out Allah, you really confused this after i did the flammable substance that uh, is projected at high velocities from this compressed can from this canned runs out and all hope seems lost. This creature was cornered, about to be set on fire, but now the only thing they have left is a tiny little bit of a fire from the lighter. And it looks like it's all over. But out of nowhere, the real hero of the story rises. It's Sawyer, and she's got a can of paint in her. And she dumps it on the creature, and the creature's in the corner. What did I tell you, you asshole? Fuck you. That's right, Miha. You tell him that. Fuck you. That's right, Dad. I love you. Fuck you, creature. And Sadie grabs the lighter and says, Hey, demon. Burn in hell. And fuck you. And she launches the lighter towards the creature and sets that son of a bitch on fire and follow that guy as a That's right, we gotta, you gotta, you gotta let that son of a bitch know. The only way that you can contain this is by setting that son of a bitch on fire. You did it. Good job, Sadie. I'm proud of you. And that's how the demon is contained. He is set on fire. You gotta burn that some bitch. That's right. That they burn that some bitch. Who is this guy? What, what's he doing? He's over here giving us advice. Well, you know, he's just another character from another movie. Another Stephen King? Or maybe he's in the Stephen King universe. Ah, that makes sense. That's right. That's right. Anytime you need something to be burned down, you just go on and give me a ring and I'll tell you exactly how it needs to be done. You gotta burn that some bitch to the ground. The only way you can contain these things 
And in some instances, the only way you can stop burn the sunbit. Why, thank you. Anyway, the demon is contained, or rather destroyed, eliminated, it's gone. And the movie could have ended here, and it would have been a very satisfying end. Because when this is happening, there's this beautiful, very soft... Actually, when the mother shows up, there's this beautiful, soft piano music, and it was really happy and fun. And then finally, when, when, the, when the payoff, when she tells him, fuck you, creature. Fuck you. Very satisfying. Very, very satisfying, happy ending. I loved it. Uh, but there's another scene, sort of like a post-credit scene. It's not a post-credit scene, because it happens immediately after the scene. But the kids go back to Dr. Weller's office. And everybody looks like they're having a, a great time now because, well, this demon has been contained. Or not contained, but uh, rather destroyed, burned down to the ground. And they visit Dr. Weller and everybody's happy-go-lucky. Hi, Dr. Weller. I'm trying not to curse as much. My dad, is, my dad says I shouldn't curse as much. Oh, sorry, you're so funny. Such a smart little girl. And the session is finishing, and uh, they both leave. But I think she forgets something. Rather, she's called back. Sadie's called back by Dr. Weller. And she comes back into the room, and she notices there's nobody there in the room. And then she sees the closet door slightly open. Thankfully, Dr. Weller comes in and is like, Huh, what's up, girl? Did you forget something? You good? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Doctor. Huh? I, I thought I heard your voice. Hmm? Uh-huh. Well, May, I wasn't talking to you. Mm-mm. You good? You good, girl? Yeah, Doctor. Well, I'm fine. I'm sorry. And she just slams the door shut. And the movie ends. And that's it. That's the way the story finishes. And that's the way this review is gonna go. And what are we gonna give this movie? Well, I mean, I think that you definitely really enjoyed this movie. So what are you going to give it? Well, the ending was extremely satisfying. I loved it. So I think the only thing that I can give this movie is an eight. An eight for the boogeyman. Great story. Amazing characters. Sadie and Sawyer, just beautiful. Great, great satisfying ending. If you're still here, thank you so much for listening to us again. We really appreciate you. Look for us on the old Instagrams or all the other socials at Rick's Horror. And we'll catch you in the next episode of Rick's Rated R Horror Movie Reviews, where we review absolutely everything. And don't forget that story your grandmother told you when you were a kid. That's right. That story, too. Have a great night.